Hey, Bill, you know, a while back I, I, I saw a cicada. A cicada? Yeah, I wasn't expecting to see it just then. Yeah. The, the poor guy, he was just a hollow shell of his former self. <laughs> I've terrorized many a sister with the with the cicada shell. They're they're ominous with their claws and their eyes. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, I remember. That reminds me of being chased by a distant cousin, uh, who shall remain nameless, oh. uh, with a crawdad once and a live crawdad. It was kept trying to attach to me. Yeah, little pinchers that they could do some damage. Yeah, yeah. Let keep me tell you. it away from yeah. keep that prehistoric thing away from me. <laughs> right, you'd be pinching where you shouldn't be pinching. I do yep. like cicadas, but uh, as you can tell, uh, whenever you started listening to this episode um, and all that, that noise of cicadas that you heard at the beginning, yeah. um, they can be kind of annoying. Too. They, can be kind of, they can be very loud, <laughs> yeah. especially you know, in our part of the, our neck of the woods, yes, yes. You know, late summer, yeah. the droning, uh-huh. you know, quite loud. Yeah. So we're going to talk about cicadas and or locusts. I don't know. A little bit about both, maybe. Yeah. See, a locust to me is is they're not as loud as a cicada here, at least here in this part of the country. Right. Because I read I read up on this. We're going to talk about a poem that has a cicada in it. So of course I was reading up about this, and one of the things I said kind of grouped them together. Um, one of the things I read it said cicadas, locusts, and grasshoppers are all herbivorous winged insects with some ability to make noise. Okay. I didn't realize that. Or, or, or herbivores. I mean, eating leaves. Herbivores. Eating, herbivores. Eating yes. leaves. Or I. Th- okay. I didn't know cicadas ate. I thought they just, you know, sang and died. Well, but then, then there was a big difference between a cicada and a locust too. Yeah. And uh, cicadas are known for their loud sounds, but locusts produce noise by making their wings, uh, you know, by rubbing their wings together right. against their body. So the right. sound doesn't compare. Is that right. what you were talking about? Yes. It's not yeah. nearly as loud. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd know the difference if I saw the two of them. Yeah. Well, I was I was a budding entomologist as a child. I, I can help you out. You were a budding, budding, budding entomologist. Budding entomologist. Uh, that's a good pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bum. Are you a shell of your former I'm self I'm a shell now? of my former self now. <laughs> As I age, yes, yeah. yeah. So this uh, this poem is one that we received here at the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. That's what we do on Wacky Poem Live. Yeah. This podcast, if for some incredible reason this is the first time you're listening, we are a very interactive, uh, open um, museum, and we talk about a poem that somebody has left in the museum or sent to us mm-hmm. on this podcast every week. Right. Welcome for Welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm right. Sean. I'm Bill. Yay! Yeah, and this is our 59th episode. We're getting old. 59th. <laughs> I can't imagine me 59 years old. We're going to catch up to our age next week. I can't even imagine. Well, actually, I think I just did. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you 59? I'm 59. Okay. Well, I'm 60. So we're going to catch up to well, me we're, next we're week. Well, we're right. You know, when you reach this age, it's the same age. Whatever. Right. Whatever. We're, I can't remember. Right. We're the same age, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, yeah. or as I say in Oklahoma, for all intensive purposes. All intensive purposes. <laughs> so we received, uh, I've talked about this before because we've done this before. It's actually how we met our friend Yuri from the uh, Ukraine. Is uh, The museum has been a part of a thing called Post Crossing, and you can go and see what this is at postcrossing.com. And it's exchange of postcards. And so the museum sends out postcards to people all over the world through that website. And then they send them to us here at the museum. 
And the postcard we're going to talk about today is from Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I keep all these through the years. And so this one's pretty old. It was sent to us. There's a date on it of August 31st. That's my son's birthday. Um, 2013. So almost 10 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost as old as this museum. Right. We're just completing our 10th year of existence yeah. uh, right now in 2022. Yeah. And it's so, yeah, I just thought it was time to talk about a haiku. And a, a haiku. And one of our postcard poems. What have you been drinking for breakfast? <laughs> what, have you, what liquid sustenance have you been having? Our friend uh, Josh Feist. Uh, Who's with the National Endowment for the Arts. Yeah, he came here when we had a big read program. A big read. He left, yeah. he left a beautiful haiku in our guest log at the cabin. Oh. Oh, yeah. Do you have that? I don't have that. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> you were looking at your phone. I thought, oh, he's pulled it up. He's going to show it to us. You know, it, 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 it's, it, it's a lovely little uh, uh, reminiscence about staying at the cabin, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, what yeah. lies at the end of the road. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it was very sweet. Yeah. And I don't know. I just not thought it would have been great to have included that in this podcast. But, you know, That's day late, right. dollar short, That's my motto. Right. <laughs> but what well, I like is, yeah, go ahead. is uh, I like the way that these people reach out. It's it's so warm. Hello, Sean. Mm-hmm. Greeting from Japan. Mm-hmm. My name is Satsuki. Mm-hmm. I introduce you to poetry, quote, haiku, unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it's very um, warm. Yes. You know. Yes. And friendly. Well, yes. And the warm and friendly aspect, too, is the fact that uh, she Satsuki has put it the original Japanese on the postcard. Mm-hmm. And you all know there's not a lot of room on these postcards. That's true. But right. she has uh, written it out with the symbols, the Japanese language, and then underneath that put a translation right. in English. Right. So that is just super. It I really mean, is nice. It is yes. because I definitely couldn't do that when I send postcards to other people. You know, mine are all just in English. Yeah. Just I'm just a sorry, sad state. I've of always thought Japanese and Chinese script is so intricate, <laughs> yes, and so involved. I thought, how can you write quickly in in that form of script? And that small right. too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you all are listening to us, you're not on our website. Go over there to wackypoemlife.com, and you'll see a picture of the postcard, and it's just a regular what three by five mm-hmm. right. postcard. And uh, so this whole haiku by the um, probably the most respected and most well-known writer of haiku, Matsuo Basho. Uh, you'll see the, the poem there on the postcard that mm-hmm. she wrote. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Shall I read? Yes. Okay. And this is a translation. And I did look it up. The translation that she put on the postcard was made by a man named Donald Keene. Yeah. Okay. How still it is here, stinging into the stones. The locusts trill. Mm. Just a concise image. You know, you're a reflective sitting here, stinging into the stones. Yeah. <laughs> now, you and I discussed that because I was thinking, did she mean did she mean to write singing mm-hmm. or did she mean to write sinking? Mm-hmm. I, I pondered that, uh, and you corrected me. It is stinging. I did correct you. Not correct. You, you informed me. You informed me. It is stinging. It's stinging. Which I think maybe don't turn me into a teacher when I'm no, not no, being no, no, one. No, 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 no. You know, you know, dang teacher. No, you're not going to correct me. But uh, the the loud shrill sound of of a locust or a cicada can kind of sting because it is so loud. Yes. As I'm being right now, apparently, my turn. You know, uh, <laughs> it, it it just uh, it can be deafening. Yes. Well, but you know, I I wondered the same thing too about the word stinging. 
And when I looked at this this poem up, and I found a website on the University of Wisconsin's, I found a page on the University of Wisconsin's website where a person there had given us about 10 different translations of this poem. And this one by Donald King, King that Satsuki had decided to use, it is different from all the other ones Mm -hmm. because the word stinging is not used in any of the other translations. It's Mm -hmm. uh, either seeping or sinking. Seeping or sinking. Seeping or sinking. Or, Mm -hmm. well, one of them says, all such stillness that the very rocks are pierced by cicadas drones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was different. So there's there's a very different feel of of the sound is stinging into the stones. Mm-hmm. But you know, as we were saying just a few minutes ago, it can be really annoying. Mm-hmm. It can be like a stinging, like a stinging, mm-hmm. a piercing mm-hmm. of, of, into the ear, right? Yeah. And Masuo Basho, he was you know from the 17th century, so it's not like we're going to be able to <laughs> ask him exactly uh, true. what word uh, English word best uh, describes the experience that you were did you research here. did you look into any of his um, um, biographical information because what I found was he was one of the most prolific and popular mm-hmm. haiku poets yeah in, in really of, started of it really started it mm-hmm. uh, it was called the uh, Hachu um, whenever he first started writing it and then it, it became known as haiku in uh, 1679 he wrote I wrote this down he wrote his most uh, his first one. It's, and it's most famous, and it just goes like this. On a withered branch, a crow has alighted nightfall in autumn. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? It's just <laughs> enigmatic. Yeah. And yeah. how interesting that we come full circle. Two weeks ago, I was at the flea market, and I was digging around, which we lo- I love to do. Oh, yeah. And I found this hardcover book, Little Pictures of Japan, by my travel ship. And um, I, I was thumbing through, and I, I bought it. This is a beautiful book, so there are pictures of it we on might, the uh, website, too. Oh, good. Yes. I'm gonna, yeah, yes. I'm going to take some and put them on there. Because I was looking through, and I thought, I'm going to look and see if, if, if our, our, our author, Basho, is in here. And, of course, he is. And a couple of his poems from this book are Bamboos in Moonlight. Between the bamboos tall, the moonlight softly trickles, and I hear the cuckoos call. Just lovely. And mm-hmm. another one, no oil for my lamp. No oil for my lamp, so I go to bed tonight. But lo, the moon to give me light. Mm-hmm. So they're very brief, but very image evoking. Uh, yeah. Does it have at the beginning, is there somebody who translated all of those? Does does it name someone as a translator? It may. It may. Yeah. Because, that, I mean, I don't know much about translation, but I know that makes a really big difference in um, the way that, that poems are. Right. Uh, received and and the theme of the poems and so there's not a title page that has. Um, uh, let me well, look those and illustrations see. are wonderful. Aren't they nice, you know, it's a very. Uh, it doesn't say on that page that you just passed. <laughs> Publishers edited pictures, but no translation okay. mentioned. All right. Um, yeah, but I I was thumbing through writing down the names of other Japanese haiku poets. Uh-huh. Gomei, Busan. Izembo, Lady Ise, Ransetsu, Hironhaha, Jigetsu, Rikan. Anyway, the on and on. Yeah. You yeah. know, so he he, he uh, looks like he started a, a, quite a, a trend. Mm-hmm. And there actually are a couple of emperor poets. Yes. Uh, Tenchi from the 7th century and Nintoku who, from 
the year 313 to 399 mm-hmm. was his uh, life. Well, poetry in uh, Japan over the centuries has been viewed differently than in the Western world. It is really a part of Japanese culture, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. especially if if you're studying or if you have the practice of uh, Zen philosophy, you know, and because uh, the haiku then is just a way to use a simple pattern and to show a small, simple thing that then reveals the connectedness of all things mm-hmm. in life, mm-hmm. really. And, and it seems like the, the last 25, 35 years, Japanese uh, 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 culture from Zen to meditation, uh, that was popular in the 70s, actually, I believe, mm-hmm. meditation. Here, um, yeah. But when you, now when you hear the word, it's very Zen, most people realize that that's a, a stopping, a peaceful, a reflective moment. Yes. And so that word in the poem that we're talking about that really goes with that is still. How still still. it is here. And then in the other translations in that, uh, that's the word that is used, except for one instance when a translator has used the word tranquility. Tranquility. Otherwise, it's still and stillness. And, you know, that got me thinking, and I had to go over and, and talk to my lover, the online etymology <laughs> right. dictionary, yeah. because that's just a, it's a very simple word, but think about um, that word still and all of its various connotations mm-hmm. and definitions and the fact that it is every major part of speech. Still is a noun, it's a verb, it's an adjective, and an adverb. Oh, my. Yeah. See, I, you know. <laughs> Not even I knew that, believe it or not. No, I didn't know that. Very interesting. So, which I think just adds, it's just a little five-letter word, but that adds even more to the quality um, and the power of the poem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and just in content-wise, that's one of the reasons we go out into the natural world is because of the stillness Mm -hmm. that we can find there. Yes, to be able to clear your mind. Mm Mm-hmm. I found a couple of more Bashu's haiku poems. Okay. The modest violet climbing this mountain pathway. No lovelier flower I see than the shy little violet hiding modestly. And this one is funny. The thistle thrusting himself into view to be seen by strangers that pass. Got himself noticed all too well and was eaten by an ass. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning a donkey or a, a mule or something, but... Yeah. Well, I think we talked about uh, Basho before. I think it probably was when we were discussing Master Paul Flaherty's poems, you know, that mm-hmm. he's been writing in our martial arts and more class. And the fact that, that Basho, he traveled, you know, he would just take off and he would travel and he could stay in some hut or somebody would take him in. And at the end of the day, he would sit down and he would write about what he saw. And some of that would be in prose and then some of it would be in poetry. So he would see probably some humorous things along his way and just um, share those things, but also his reflections of how he was affected by the natural world on his journey. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a nice, pleasant thing to be able to just to travel and experience and, uh, I don't know, meet, meet fellow 
poets and yeah. countrymen. It was pleasant, I'm sure, but he was still doing it. It was pretty old, and I think it was, I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't walk well, around the countryside and just and, hope there was some place hope, to sleep at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, knocking the door, say, do you have a, some hay or a you know, place for me to lay down? Yeah, yeah. I am much more spoiled. I wrote, than that. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote some words down that, that, that haiku reminded me of. Maybe you can uh, see if you agree. Okay. Tranquil, quiet, reflective, image evoking, appreciation for detail, appreciation of nature, balance, rhythm, and meditative. Excellent. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it, it's mm-hmm. calm, quiet, and minimal words to describe the, the moment and the situation. Mm-hmm. Bill, I belong to an organization that's called the National Association for Poetry Therapy. I'm actually going to, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, present a workshop there at their uh, conference next year in Denver. Oh, I nice. think. Nice. But what you just said is kind of the aim of that organization and the people that have joined it is that they they take poetry and are able to appreciate it as poetry but then also see that it has therapeutic qualities for mm-hmm. people. And I think a haiku especially does. And some people might just think, oh, anybody could write that. Oh, that's so simple. I mean, that image is so simple. How is that even profound? Well, first of all, try it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> try that's it right. yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and second of all, do something like um, make a practice of it and see what happens. Yeah. Because, you, you know, and a lot of people out there in the world know that I write a poem a day. And I posted on email list just to keep myself um, honest. And I'm I'm right. getting close to one thousand. One thousand. And yeah. um, and thought about stopping when I hit one thousand, but I probably won't because it is a uh, it is it is a practice that is for me. It's just kind of a compulsion to write poetry. And I do think I still try to write good things. You know, I want them to be good poems, mm-hmm. but they're, some of them are not always going to be good because I got to write one a day. But it's healing. Mm-hmm. It's healing too. And why would you want to stop your? Why would you want to limit yourself? One thousand is a great number, but why would you want to limit that? I mean, because I always think people are tired. Tired oh, of me. <laughs> no, you know there are lots of things. You know, my experience. You're tired cre- of all my, my words. experience credit line rating and, and and all these. I get tired of, but your 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 po- your posts I do not get tired of because you posted one recently and I it was it was a riddle for me and I'm like wait a minute wait a minute that's a gingerbread that's a gingerbread man I know this man you know so that was a fun little riddle rhyme for oh, me cool. you know. I am going to make some gingerbread oh, cookies craving with gingerbread. the grain girls. I love yeah. gingerbread. Yes. Yeah. We'll see what Claire thinks about. Mom. We're going to mom, mom, mom. decorate some. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm probably not going to stop because, Good. like yeah. I say, it, it's a practice. It's um, it's like, again, I'm going to mention Master Paul, our uh, our teacher in our, our martial art. We have the Rural Oklahoma Museum mm-hmm. of Poetry sponsors a free martial arts and more class here in Locust Grove twice a week for any adult who wants to come. And uh, we he, we do Pa Tuan Sin, we do stretching and breathing, we do uh, Shanji, it's a form. And it's just great. And Master Paul is wonderful. And he has become a wonderful poet mm-hmm. he in really the process has. of the class. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he enjoys writing his poetry. Yes, yes. And we have just finished our ABC book, which we were doing in the class. And now we're going to start a new one next week, and you know what's going to be? Um, tales from the poets. We're going to write haiku. Haiku. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. speaking of haiku, I didn't realize haiku was so mathematical in its definition. Mm-hmm. A Japanese poem of 17 syllables in three lines of seven. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, you know, <laughs> now I've got to think, okay, one, two, three, four. four. I thought it was beautiful, uh, two or three sentences that are beautiful. Yeah, well, you know, when you have a translation, you can't keep the syllables because oh, the words are just true. too different. That is true. Yeah, so when you see translations of, of different uh, poems then they, they probably aren't going to follow that scheme. Yeah. And there are some people will tell you that you don't have to follow that scheme to That's make it a haiku. But, yeah, but, but it's, it, it's, yeah. Keep it in, in that realm, mm-hmm. roughly. Mm-hmm. It's not real flowery or real elaborate. It's concise and direct and very image-evoking. Mm-hmm. Usually, yeah. like, the first line is the, the noun, the thing. And then the next line, which is the long line, is like a description of that thing. And the third line sometimes can just be... Emphasis, mm-hmm. you know, something on like that. Yeah. yeah, I remember my first haiku. I told you, I've told you, <laughs> sixth grade, and I, I think I have it memorized. You know, uh, a, a field mouse climbing a gr- stalk of grain cautiously watches a hawk circling overhead. That's awesome. I don't know how I remember. Maybe, maybe I changed a word or two, but that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's do some right now. Oh, we're gonna do something right now. Okay, okay y'all listen. She dropped her ring just now. <laughs> that was the sound of these little, uh, they're dice, and they're called haiku, haiku dice. So let's let's make haiku. No, they're called haikubes. 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 And uh, so let's make some haiku. So, okay. so how I many haikubes do, how many do we get? Well, I think there's only one syllable on each of these, so we need to get five and then seven. And then five, and then see what we have. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is exactly how you're supposed to do five, that. seven, and five. <laughs> but we're going to try it like that. Hmm. And we're going to have to do this really fast too. Okay. okay. Hmm. Swell. Precise. I thought we rolled them. Yellow. Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. This could take longer than I thought. <laughs> Let's not do it like that. Let's just pick out a few and write and do a little line. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I need to look up the directions for this. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Here, I'm. A, here's mine. It just says, "Hmm, fertile science." <laughs> That's better than mine. I've got a. I've got a greased fire right here. <laughs> Which is, we need something. But we need a fire extinguisher. Apparently, here, let's put them together. Give me your greased fire. Grease fire. I'll put that with Grease. the fertile science. And then, then what else can we add to it? Hmm. Okay. Uh, Fertile science, greased fire, uh, embraced. I embraced, greased fire. How many syllables is that? I. Greased fire. Oh, that's life. Oh, greased life. Oh. No, there it is. Fire. Oh. Greased fire. I embrace. Oh, that's five. I need two more syllables here. Okay. Uh. <laughs> ugly grease fire. Okay, here's what we got so far. Mmm, fertile science. Ugly greased fire. I embraced. I just had a premonition. Okay, well, what do you need? What I, do you need, need? I need another line. <laughs> There's a hard window. <laughs> hard window. <laughs> I embraced hard window. There's a friendly stick. <laughs> 
this is this is starting to sound nasty it now. Is not, <laughs> not intentional. I'm okay. Not. All right. Here, here's what we've got. This is really bad. Mm, fertile science. Ugly grease fire. I embraced the hard window. Friendly stick. Well, you know. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's how you deal with the fire. You take the stick and break the window. I'm thinking you shouldn't bake those gingerbread cookies this week. No. You know, if this is a premonition of what might happen. I'm very sorry, Satsuki and Meshu Obasho. Yeah, that's so. not that's not quite as a, <laughs> of a gentle, ima- you know, image evoke, evoking scene. I have to look at the directions again because I know when we did those before, it turned out better. I think I was too ambitious. Well, I'm wondering, is this the same game we did before? Maybe it wasn't. Uh, I, th- I think we had words, but I like this. I do like this. Yeah, yeah. Haikubes. We, we'll keep them in here. Yeah. We might just, you know, roll them again. I just like the feel of them, too. Right, right. Well, they, they have that feel of a Bakelite, mm-hmm. the Bakelite QB feel. Yeah. A domino feel that I like. Yeah. There's a, it's a, I've had them for a while. I don't know where. Oh, they come from Chronicle Books. Haikubes. Yeah. yeah. I was... Um, uh, it, I'm going to segue real quickly into something that is a little bit off topic. Last week we were talking about cherished things and 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 and, and dolls and so forth. Mm-hmm. And doll. and Mrs. Claus is coming tomorrow at the museum here. No, so, next week. Next week, sorry, That's next right. week. But she dropped off something early here for you today that oh, she, she that she wants you to open. Mrs. Claus brought me Mrs. a present. Mrs. Claus gave it to me to get to you. So, I have a live present. on live on the air. This is the first present I've opened in Live? ages. Are you serious? Live on the air, you're opening a present yeah. from, from Mrs. Claus. Yeah. I Give. very rarely get gifts. Seriously. Seriously. Well, today is your lucky day. Oh, no. <laughs> I see on the end of this box, it's a long, skinny box. Long, skinny that says box. Brady Bunch, and I think it must be paper dolls. It might be paper <gasps> dolls. You like how I open presents? I, you know, she, she, you, Claire would Claire would could learn from you. Rip that paper right off. Um, oh my gosh, it's Marsha and Greg. Yeah, we've 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 had those for many years. I've had them. My my sister found them in the attic of my mother's house when they were doing some remodeling. I haven't. I've opened them once. They were in, they were in the bookcase. But when you said you like paper dolls, I thought I found a perfect oh, gift. Yeah. For someone who would probably enjoy them, yeah, you know, Marsha's wearing an aqua one-piece bathing suit with <laughs> Marcia, big, Marcia, Marcia. big daisies on it. Yes, yeah. look at Greg. Oh, I, he's in his skivvies. I guess in is that what that is? That's not a bathing suit. Is I, he, that, those are boxers. He's got it. He's got some boxers going he's got on. Some red and white striped boxers on a black belt with a gold buckle. Oh man! And a blue tank top. Look, they're looks showing like, like he has muscles. Looks like he's been working out. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm going to play with this. Well, and, and today that has little to do with haiku, but I thought, you know, I, I want to, I wanted you to open it live or in the podcast so you can, we can get your reaction. Thank you, you so know. much. Well, yes, you know, this it's is awesome. We, I don't know if you ever had Brady Bunch paper dolls. I don't remember but, having Brady Bunch. No, I had, you know, uh, Mrs. America. I remember hers, yeah. and she had a big brown bouffant, and I think I had the um, Family Affair. Yes. I remember I those. my sister had Buffy and Jody and Raggedy and Sissy. Ann and Andy mm-hmm. and yep. various, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's a, a little bit of an early Mrs. Claus gift that <laughs> she left on the front door here. So, 
Oh, it says they have plastic stands in there. I, I don't know if the stands are in there or not. Twenty-four piece press out wardrobe. And no scissors I, necessary. I, I again, it's it's a we don't know. I'm not sure if that is. There's quite a few in there, but you know, you can get them dressed. You can get them dressed probably. Greg's so, wearing a purple outfit I on know, the cover. I know he's in, he's in style. Yeah. Nineteen seventy-two. Seventy. That was a good year. Seventy-two. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm. Th- yeah, that was a good year. Whitman. Yeah. They made such wonderful toys yes, and things. Yes. The Whitman Company. Yes. Now, um, my only advice is I think that maybe your granddaughters might be a little rough on them, so maybe <laughs> put them on a, on a shelf where they don't notice them right away until <laughs> they're about 16 or 15. Well, also, do they even know what a paper doll is? I doubt maybe it. Maybe not. I doubt it. I maybe might not. have to show them. And I mean, Claire has some dolls that are kind of, they have magnet clothes that oh, you yeah. put on them, but that's not the same not as quite a paper the same. doll. Yes, mm-hmm. you got to be a little more gentle with paper dolls. <laughs> but anyway, back to our poem. Awesome. You know, you know, Thank you. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. just a little epilogue to yeah. episode 58. Yeah. Yeah. The last one about you know, dolls. Uh, treasuring something. You said you treasured mm-hmm. paper dolls. or you remember mm-hmm. your dolls in general. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, that light bulb was like, wait a minute, there's a box in the house that needs to go to... Because it's just going to be lost. Yeah. You know. We took a, a sister trip last weekend, and uh, we're kind of odd. We, You know, we don't go to the regular places. A lot of people do. Uh, basically, thrift stores and, and bookstores is mm-hmm. where we went. And mm-hmm. we went to see a, a show in Fayetteville, too, that was really good. But I came home with a bag of books and baby dolls. Books and baby dolls. And a couple <laughs> the baby of dolls books. to fix up and sell at the rummage store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah give them a new life. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their hobbies, you know. Well, I don't. I don't mind the uh, the segue at all. <laughs> Segways. The unexpected not. surprises in life, you know, are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of it does kind of lead into this. It's like people, uh, 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 this person reaching out to us uh, here, and um, Yuri reaching out to us, unexpected, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, kind of a surprise and uh, being able to reach back in, mm-hmm. in, to, in certain respects. And our, our poem we tried to create that was very unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> we had a grease fire in the kitchens. What happened? <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. I was looking around and I can't remember exactly what I was looking for. I, it was when I was trying to find more information about cicadas, I think. And then I found a Washington Post article where this person had asked people to write in some poems about cicadas. And then these were two limericks that were on there that I thought were kind of funny. There was a cicada named Flo who said as she came from below, I never undress in most years unless it's your seven, it's year 17. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and that was written by Deborah Whitley Smith from Kensington, Maryland. Yeah. And another one I like too. Cicada's a hard word to rhyme. It's not one you hear all the time. But try rhyming exoskeleton. Only a clever fella can. So glad to be on the last line. Very good. (laughs) Can we get a pelican in there by chance? (laughs) (laughs) And that was from Martha Jaffe, Gaithersburg, Maryland. Nice, yeah. Yeah, that was a cool article. Cicada is hard. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't know if I got into, I said something about, what a cicada was, but we don't need to go into all that, do we? Well, they're, they're a loud insect. <laughs> well, it's not the same thing as a locust, though. And in our translation of the uh, uh, the poem that Satsuki sent, that was what that that translator well, used was the word locust but, instead but, of cicada. But Sean, seven—I've I've heard of seventeen-year locusts. Really? 
And I think that they're mistaking those for cicadas. Yes, because it's the, the cicadas that do that. Yeah. So a 17-year locust, maybe they're different. I thought they were the same critter. You know, they climb, they came out at night, shed those shed those skeletons, climbed the trees, and now they have wings. You know, your dog will bring them in occasionally, and, you know, they make a buzzing noise, yeah. your cat. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, they're, they're not the same thing. And locusts are members of the grasshopper fam- family. They have chewing mouth parts. And cicadas have sucking mouth parts, okay. and they do not chew. And uh, periodical cicadas will not bite. Yeah, they've been known to land on people, but they cause no harm. No harm, but they're loud. They'll scare the. <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll scare you pretty bad. You know, I, I threw a cicada up that had landed in a in a at a football game. It had landed close by me. I threw it way up in the air, thinking it would fly upward. It flew upward turned around and started straight downward, landed in the hair of a, a woman about three rows down from me, created a small, chaotic tra- stampede. Never will I do that again. A small stampede. <laughs> you know, nothing like a screaming cicada coming down at you, landing in your hair to create a fit. Yeah, so. well, and they'd be kind of kicking around and get all twisted Certainly. in your hair. Certainly. Ooh, when when we were I in Australia, they had cicadas around the blue... The Blue Mountains in, mm-hmm. in around Sydney, and, and they were reddish salmon red color. Yeah. They're cicadas. Yeah. Very loud. Well, um, thank you, Satsuki, for sending us this poem. I, I hadn't been sending postcards out on postcrossing in quite some time, and that's how you get postcards is you have to send you them to, to. You have to give to get. So this morning I just got, got back on the website and got a bunch of addresses, so I'm going to send postcards out again and and because I, I like getting these and I like getting poems from all over the world and just people's insights. And the other side of this postcard has a beautiful, like, river. Reflective river, river scene. It's pond. all green and, mm-hmm. and lovely. And it says where it is down there, but it's written in Japanese. Right. So I'm not sure uh, where it is. But it's it's a lovely postcard and I want to get more like this. Right. And, you know, that that's what it is. Um, the human connection mm-hmm. from different parts of the world that you might not have ever otherwise been in contact with or met. Right. Our little, in a way. little museum in this tiny town has reached people all over the world in a number of ways. And these postcards are just one of those ways. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're listening and you would like to just send us a postcard with a poem that you've written or a poem that you like by someone else, we'd love that too. Just send it to Romp, Post Office Box 1243, Locust Grove, OK. Seven, Seven four three four, five, three, five two. Yay. Remember, send it to Zoom. Send it to Zoom. <laughs> that was a TV show. Seven four three five two. You're fifty nine. I'm fifty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye, guys.